Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's welcome back on the program Andrew Dambina, our Tuesday guy. Tuesday guy. Hello. Hello, Tuesday guy. Tuesday guy. You haven't, you haven't introduced Hey, it's the Tuesday guy here. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for giving me the right name there. Exactly. How are you, Noreen? Um, I'm, I'm feeling a bit under the weather today. Um, and really? Yeah, and I, I I felt fine when I left the house, but then as I was on the MTI, I could feel like my throat getting a bit scratchy, and then Dry. yeah, my nose oh, started right. to run. Oh, I, I hope it's uh, not the new strain. Um, no, I'm just I'm just joking. Well, oh, you no. can't even joke about this kind of stuff. I've been vaccinated, but it you know got me thinking. Yeah. You know, will it vaccinate against new strain? I I don't know. Anyway, I should, probably shouldn't be talking. No, it's I, probably nothing. It's probably just a common cold because both my girls have that. So I better clarify before. Uh. That's, that's much more likely then. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but what have you got for us this afternoon on this uh, fine Tuesday afternoon? Well, rainy Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a drizzly one. Um, well, okay. Anyone who's been listening to the news will have heard briefly uh, in a short press conference given uh, by our chief executive to media that the secretary for food and health, Sophia Chan will be spelling out the latest situation for restaurant and bar relaxation of rules. So by the end of today, hopefully we'll know what that is uh, because there's uh, going to be some announcement coming up this afternoon. So we, we heard what it might be, but I won't go into that. I mentioned that last week already. Let's, let's, wait, let's all wait and see what, what we hear later this afternoon. That's right. Um, so locally, uh, a, a, an environmentally conscious step Big Step has been taken by a restaurant group and it's just launched. It's to do with single use items for eating and packaging that are used for takeaway by by customers who come in and wait for takeaway or delivery where a delivery person comes to give it to you. It comes from the Black Sheep restaurant group uh, and they have already reduced plastic in recent years because they're trying to be responsible for not putting too much into the landfill of Hong Kong. But they are saying that not only with the boom in convenience culture a few years ago, but also obviously much more so during COVID, where people have not been able to go to restaurants or don't feel comfortable doing so, there's been a massive rise in the number of single-use containers. And they're trying to do their bit. So Black Sheep, they have, if you order something from their app, they, they will um, give you a, something in a biodegradable container and if you're biodegradable container yeah 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 if it's it's um but they're doing that but still they don't want to put those in the landfill either so if you order from them uh, a second time they will take away the one that you got your last order in or the ones if it's plural if it's for your family or, or friends or work colleagues or whatever and they will wash them all and use them again, you know, very, in, a, in a very sterile way. So it's like a, it's like a sort of you give back your containers. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a nice idea. Uh, it's, it's just trying to cut down on packaging because, you know, I haven't actually seen what the numbers are, but we all know it's going to be pretty horrendous after this year and a bit of so many takeaways. Um, let's hope other delivery services may be inspired to do the same. That's what I reckon. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think during COVID times, people sort of either, yeah, definitely eat at home more. And I'm sure people have been ordering takeaway a lot more because people miss eating out and just maybe busy, you know, looking after yeah. the kids and, and just being at home more that you probably just don't want to do, you know, a lot of the washing up. But at the same time, you know, the alternative mm. is sort of getting takeout and then you've got a lot of uh, plastic waste or, well, sometimes, uh, sometimes... Mixed. Yeah, mixed, yeah, mixed, yeah. mixed type of waste, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it all goes into the same bins. I mean, uh, we're, we've had this conversation briefly uh, on the Tuesday reports and many years ago when we did an environmental program uh, on Radio 3 about um, how how much of the waste does get properly divided. Um, so it's, it's a bit... The, the system is not so transparent, really, so we don't really know... Um, if all of those containers, whichever recycled bins you put them in, whether they do or go to separate um, recycling or dispose air, disposable areas, or whether they just get lumps together in one big sack and put in the landfill. So this is a great initiative, and I hope other people will... Other restaurant groups will follow suit. Yeah, know, be uh, nice I mean, if, if it, Hong Kong. Exactly. I mean, well, there's a lovely little bakery in in Kennedy Town, a family-owned one, and whenever we buy buns and bread from them, we bring like a massive glass lock container. And um, last time, yeah. I they, they they gave me a two dollar discount. It's amazing. And I was really? like, yeah, I was like, why? And she was like, you must have saved about four bags um, at, you know, 50 uh, cents per bag. And I was like, that's so nice. So that's really such an, I mean, yeah. I mean, saving the environment is the incentive. But, you know, for some who, who want to save money as well, that's a terrific incentive just to bring your own bag, your own container. And, you know. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, actually, that is a policy for, I don't know if it's still going on, but I remember Pacific Coffee was uh, doing that. I don't know if Starbucks also decided to get on on the act but if you brought your own you know reusable coffee cup then you'd get a few dollars off so that, that some of some of that stuff it's nice that some of that stuff does go on around town but yeah. let's there be more that's that's what i reckon so <laughs> um changing changing onto a different uh, topic for the tuesday report uh an, an untrained chef launched a cookbook on a syrian cuisine and it's getting rave reviews at the moment uh, it's, it's an interesting story because the untrained chef, whose name is Anas Atassi, he's based in Amsterdam and he was working as an engineer. He, was, he trained to be an engineer and he's been working in the engineering field for 10 or 10 plus years in Amsterdam. And he never planned to be a foodie author, but he just got so taken by Syrian recipes because that's his ethnic origin. And he asked his mum and grandma, one of his aunties, to give him feedback and to give him recipes and tips for, by long distance, because they are all in Syria at the moment, but he's in uh, Holland. So this new book is called Sumac, Recipes and Stories from Syria. And it's published this month, so it's very new. Um, and, it, and it's getting, he managed to get a fa fantastic quote from some top chefs internationally, Nigella Lawson from the UK is raving about it um, in a very long... You know how you get these quotes that are usually one or two sentences? She's done a really long paragraph. Five and, pages. Um, really... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, at least. I think it has to be a, a separate insert at the back just for her review. Um, but have you, do you, are you familiar with the, uh, with the herb or spice, I should say, sumac, which is 
used quite a lot in Middle Eastern cuisine. No. If not, no, I'm no, not. okay. It's it's a very very deep red color, the same sort of color as dried Sichuan chilies. You know that really deep red. Um, it's it's actually um, a flower flowering plant that grows on small trees, and the flavor when it's dried. It's put into a lot of Middle Eastern dishes, and sometimes along the Mediterranean coast, actually of Europe as well. In um, uh, the south of France, a little bit is used, and in uh, Italy, a little bit. And uh, it's it, very citric in character, so it adds a kind of lemon or grapefruit uh, zing to whatever you're eating. And so he that's that's why he chose that because it's used in so many dishes in Syria specifically. That uh, that he he just wanted to uh, bring that to be part of the title. Um, his 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 recipes, as I say, though, are not the ones that you would get uh, in you know uh, hip new restaurants with a, that have a Middle Eastern twist or whatever. They're more the domestic ones. Although the photography looks beautiful, I've got to say, and it um, and it really puts together. 10 years since he's been working as an engineer and learning and learning and learning from Sorry, his family. Sorry, how many, how many years? 10. Wow. 10 years. So he's been, he's years, been researching it wow. for 10 years. I, oh, <laughs> sorry, yes, 10 years, indeed. Um, and uh, he just wanted to pass on the love that he's got. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes when people are living far away, from where, where, you know, where they were brought up as a kid, they get this kind of yearning for something. And in his case, he became a, a really, really um, good cook of, the, of that cuisine. So if you want to know more, the title again is called Sumac Recipes and Stories from Syria. And the author's name is Anas, A-N-A-S, Atassi, A-T-A-S-S-I. Uh, and it's... It's something that's pretty interesting. And, and all of the ingredients that I've come across, I don't have the book, but I, I, a lot of the pages were available on the publisher's website. It looks like they're all sort of ingredients that we can get here. Sumac, you would be able to find it either in, of course, the top gourmet restaurants where they have a lot of Middle Eastern spices. Sorry, not restaurants, supermarkets. I won't name them, but we all know what, which ones I'm talking about. So you'd be able to find them there. Okay, uh, I want to mention something else. Last week we talked about bananas. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not going to. I'm not going to drag you through the remaining brilliant things about bananas again, Noreen. Uh, but I want. I want to focus on something else, which is uh, an article that I that I read in Healthline magazine that came out a couple of days ago, which asks the questions: Are baked potatoes healthy? Uh, do, you, do you ever have a, have a baked potato, Marie? Occasionally, yeah. And, and I hear that uh, most of the nutrients is actually in the skin. So, a lot, uh, yeah. A lot of the, yeah, that's right. A lot of the nutrients are in the skin. So it's a good way of making sure that you do um, skin. <clears throat> benefit, benefit rather than throw those things away. But yeah. in Chinese cooking, um, people always peel the skin off, whether it's sort of potato and tomato, fish soup or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, in Chinese cuisine, you tend to take away the skin for a lot of the potato dishes, yeah. dishes involving potatoes. That's, yeah, definitely. I mean, even, even in Western uh, cuisine, uh, I would say there, there, there did come a time when uh, potato wedges, which do have their skin on ah, were yes. you know popular right. but other than that we're, we're also you know western 
uh, cuisine is also peeling them for boiled potatoes. For mashed potatoes. Yeah, I, I keep it. In, I, I keep it for the mashed potato, um, but I take it away when I'm making cottage pie. Maybe I should actually keep it as well. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it, it might be a kind of a, a, a fun. I don't know how it would go if you try and mash it up for a cottage pie, but it might work. Yeah, but it's so people often make the mistake of associating potatoes with weight gain as well. This is something, and uh, this is something that this article said is not true. Um, and it also pointed out that the benefits of potato in fighting malnutrition worldwide is very sizable according and they got that information from the uh from the research group called national center for biotechnology uh in the us there are there, potatoes are healthy though when you prepare them in certain ways i mean baked potatoes i think we, I mean, we may have mentioned this before or I, I might have done but when i was uh growing up as a young child in the uk there was a sudden craze for baked potatoes. There was a place that popped up called Spud You Like. I don't. You, I know you went to the UK, but yeah. <laughs> it, What's it called? Spud You Like. <laughs> With the, I've got it. it was so it was cute. one of the first shops that used the letter U instead of spelling out the word U for you know Y O U. So that was kind of trendy back then. And uh, they, they, they had loads of different toppings. All of these toppings were highly fatty and highly calorific. So there was, you know, you'd have things like bacon, uh, sour cream, but not, you know, skimmed cream didn't exist in those days. It was all, the, the potato part, you would benefit from that nutrition, but you, you were also taking in a lot of fatty stuff. It's a tough one not to put, you know, the, the alternatives to putting on fatty toppings are things like cottage cheese or vegetables oh, yeah. you know they're just they're just yeah. not as tasty basically but it's um but they but they are the ones that will allow you to benefit most from taking it how many calories do you reckon noreen you love it when i quiz you on these things i know yeah bring bring them on yeah <laughs> okay uh here's one how many calories do you think there is in a medium-sized potato which is a potato that weighs 173 grams, which would be about, it doesn't say this, but I would consider a medium potato to be, I don't know, about 10 centimetres uh, at its longest. I think it's going to be 8,242 and 10. No, I'm just joking. I think it's about. Wow, that's a big. <laughs> I think it's about 500 uh, uh, calories. Right, you, you, well, you will be thrilled to hear that it is only 161. No um, way! That, Get out! Yeah, but that, but that, no, seriously, I was really surprised Me also. I, it's just uh, it's staggering. And so it has all of these different benefits in it. It has vitamin B6, 25% of your daily value. Potassium, 26% of your daily value. Vitamin C, 27% of daily value. And then there's... Um, Fiber, 3.8 grams. All of that is in the skin. That's so. That's why you keep the skin on. And also, magnesium, 12%. Folate, 12%. There's so much goodness in them if you don't coat them with, uh, with you know, all of the fatty dairy products, cheese, and all the stuff that people normally go for. So, in terms of macro, you know, the big picture of um, potatoes, they are high carb. But they, uh, but they have virtually no fat, and they are, but they are low in protein, of course, as well. 
So it's um, I, I'll just um, I've got a moment. Have yeah, I just we've, to carry we've got on about just story? one minute. One minute left, okay. Andrew. Sorry. Uh, right, but, but potatoes are used to control appetite as well because they do. They always seem very filling, and this is true. They are filling, and it means that you eat fewer other ingredients with it. And it's a good thing to do because now we know that potatoes, for a big, medium-sized one, I should say, um, is so few calories. So there's nothing wrong. People used to say, oh, I don't want to eat potatoes. I'm on a diet. They're wrong. They're wrong, Maureen. <laughs> They're wrong. I, I, I was one of the, yeah. I thought potato was really fattening, but good to know oh, that we've been wrong. Yeah. We're oh, wrong. Only, uh, only, when you, only when you fry it or saute it or cover it up in lots of cheesy, buttery stuff. That's where all the fat is. Potato itself, eat more of them. Excelente, Andrew. Thank you so much for your sharing. And no I look forward to... Happy uh, to speak to you. Yes, happy to speak to you too. And I look forward to more chats with you uh, later on uh, the week. Many thanks once again to sure. Andrew Dembina for this week's Tuesday. Bye for now, Anders. Bye, Noreen. And